Welcome to Meet the Musician with Dylan. Please welcome our moderator for tonight, Milena Fessman. Hello and welcome. I'm very happy and very honored to welcome a very gifted and special artist today. Uh, she's called Dylan. She has a new record out called The Unknown. We will talk about the record later, but we will see the video, the first video to the new album. It's called A Matter of Time. Here it is.
a matter of time from the new album from Dylan called The Unknown. And here she is, and I'm quite happy that hopefully we don't only see her back, but also in total. Come on stage, there's Dylan. I've never seen so many people watching a video so intense. So um, how did you got the idea for this very sort of, um, yeah, very focused video, let's call it like this? I think that the lyrics are just so descriptive that I wanted to keep it as simple as possible. So um, I already said um, the album is called The Unknown. We will talk about the title and the album later. Let's start with you. You started very early uh, with the age of 15, 16 to, to write songs, to record them, to put them uh, on the internet. When you started, um, was, it or when, was it always like that you kn knew that there was music, music was your main thing to sort of come out? Was it very early when you, dis when you discovered that? No, not at all. I didn't ever expect to be doing what I'm doing now. Um, also because music is the last part of it. Before that, so much happens. Before that, it's the word that's written. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even a video that's thought of, or the artwork that goes with it. So music is not necessarily the first part that comes. So I had no idea. I always liked singing, but I didn't know that I would be doing this. So, but there must have been a moment, sort of, when you said, okay, now, even if singing is just p one part of sort of your personality and your um, artistic way of describing or seeing things, but when was the first moment when you decided, okay, I'll try and just do it? Probably when I went on stage for the first time, because even when I sat down at the piano for the first time, I wasn't sharing it with anyone. And even when I uploaded a video, I wasn't sharing it with anyone. I couldn't see anyone's reaction. But then when I went on stage for the first time, I actually was or had the chance to see someone's immediate reaction for the first time. And I didn't enjoy it. Why not? Because it was so, so intimate or? I don't know. I'm, it's like sitting here and it's like, it's just really awkward. You're nice ones, aren't you? <laughs> so, um, listening to the first record, This Silence Kills, um, and to the new one now, it seems to me that there has been a change, which of course is normal because artists do change within the years and within their work. But um, it seems different to me because it's, it's even more sort of focused, or it's I don't know you, but it seems to me that it's even more close to you and your personality and your way of expressing things. Is that right? I don't think it's closer to me than The Silence Kills, and it's just as personal. Um, but I had to switch perspective to, to write it. The Silence Kills, everything that I write about came from the outside. I would look out and get inspired by something and then write about it, whereas the unknown I had no option but to look into myself and then write about the outside, but it came from, from within. Mm -hmm. And then I would try to find comparisons or try to bring that into, a, into real life, which ended up being nature mostly. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, 
It's just as personal. Okay. So, um, so where does the music and and the the songwriting does come from? Is it easy for you, or is it sort of like you're walking around having sounds in your ears, knowing what you want to write about, making little notes, or is it a process like okay, I have to sit down and now concentrate and focus on I will write a song now? It was very easy for me to do it until I wrote the Silence Kills. Um, I would write almost daily and um, feel very inspired by the most mundane situations and objects but um, that left me after I wrote that album it completely left and um, I couldn't write about anything anymore so, so why I did it left I don't know sometimes <laughs> things leave so how was your reaction when you found out was it frightening yeah okay so and how did you react to that did you try to find yourself new ways of writing no I just stopped I just didn't write at all because I thought it would come back like you know you have to let go of things and then if they're good they come back to you it didn't come back okay but somehow something came back no, I had to find something different, uh -huh. but it n actually never came back. And then I thought maybe I was looking at the wrong things or searching in the wrong places, so I tried traveling and eating different food and looking into different eyes, but that didn't help at all. So I had to go here. Mm -hmm. So I, I read somewhere that you, writing the new album, started doing it early in the morning hours, four o'clock in the morning. Is it the special sort of feeling one has in the early morning hours where no one is awake? You sort of feel like a bit alone in the world? Mm, I think the first poem that I wrote for the album was The Unknown. And um, that happened to be in the morning. And it was very fulfilling after two years of not being able to write, to finally be able to write something that I that I wanted to read again. So um, it happened in the morning and it happened by itself. I didn't force myself. And then that's how I started recording and producing the album was with just that poem and one melody in my head. And then I just started waking up at that time of the day by myself without really being able to control it, and I would sit down and start writing, and then I made it a habit. But at first, it just began by itself. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, um, I didn't force myself, I didn't set an alarm clock or anything. But then it turned out to be a very good time for me because my brain tends to function rather well in the morning hours. It doesn't work so well in the evening. Mm -hmm. And um, also it's, a beautiful light at that time of the day. And even though, like you said, you're alone, you're only about alone for about two or three hours and then everyone wakes up to go to work. So you're not alone for too long. Mm -hmm. But you're a bit alone. Just and I really like bit. it. I, 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 can imagine, I can understand what you say because I really like these early morning hours. Yeah, but 4.30 is early. Yeah, it's quite early. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not 6.30. Yeah, okay. That's like a nice morning hour. 4.30 is 
it's more night than morning. <laughs> so you mentioned um, that you had a poem first called The Unknown. Um, is it always like that you have sort of like the poem which becomes into a song or was it just with this song? Um, no, all 12 songs that are on The Unknown are poems. Um, consciously written as poems. The lyrics are poems. Mm -hmm. um, on The Silence Kills, it varied. Some started off as poems, some were just riddles or tip-tapping. I mean, it's not really a poem, it's like two lines. Um, but The Unknown is really all poems, yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not sure if it's right, but listening to the album, when you start from the beginning and listen to it to the very end, it sort of gives you a feeling that there's a sort of like a red line in between, even if it's not marked like a concept album or something like that, but there's some certain sort of things which go through the whole album. Um, was this planned or was it, did it, did it came sort of naturally in the working process on working on the album? Well, some things were planned, but you can't ever plan the actual outcome. But I, since I was so clueless as to where I was going or if I could even write this record because I didn't have any material, I tried to keep all the constants that I could keep, which was myself, and Thies Münter and Tama Fari Öskenenc and the studio that we worked in, so the two producers that I worked with on The Silence Kills. I tried to keep everything that I felt safe with and that I thought would give me space to be able to fulfill whatever it is that had to be fulfilled. Um, and then the more we worked on it, the clearer that vision became. Um, but it wasn't thought through from the beginning, mm -hmm. especially because I was writing as well as producing. Um, I mean, I wrote the last song, I think a day before it got mixed. So it was really all happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, it's always difficult to sort of give things a certain name, but what would you say? What is the, what is the main focus? from the album, or what is the main topic, if one can say so? Or what is it about? It's about shifting perspectives. It's about me not being able to get inspired by anything I look at, or feel motivated by anything I look at, and really having to turn into myself and um, overcome certain burdens that I've carried for many years in order to be able to go out and look outside again. Mm -hmm. So I had to go and see what's, what's been in me and I found an entire world and mountains and rivers and... So and that, did that feel good? No. Or, okay. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, but you still, because listening to the record again is, um, it really feels like that you, knew exactly what you were doing there. Because it's very intense in a way, it's very straightforward. One gets the impression that you really th thought, okay, I go this way, and there's nothing to the right and nothing to the left, which I mean totally positive and not negative. So it's very forward, 
Well, it's very narrow-minded. There was no left and no right. There okay. was either go or get stuck in this forever, mm -hmm. which means don't write, don't leave your apartment, maybe don't brush your teeth, don't get dressed. That wasn't an option after a little while. So I wrote it, the record. So you also, m also mentioned that you produced it, you produced it together with two other producers, but did you actually produce it by yourself as well? So, and, and because it's something different, writing songs and recording them and producing them because you're sitting sort of on the other side of the desk. Well, I'm kind of everywhere. Okay. It, I mean, I, nothing was done without me being there. I'm not actually sitting on the computer programming, but I won't let anyone program if I'm not in the room mm -hmm. because okay. it's so easy to do, to change everything so quickly. It's not like analog music where you have to go into a studio and record the drum set. You just program it and then it's done. And then you replicate it and then you have a new song. So I was, um, it was a very close working experience with Tis and Tama. We were all, in the end you can't even say who produced what or who wrote what because we were also writing the music together. And um, so it all just morphed into into one. So there must have been a big confidence between you because you have to feel safe being in that combination of three relying on each other. Yeah, it's good to feel safe. <laughs> so, um, one other thing from the album is when I listen to it for the first time, you will have the same experience, I guess, as well. It's always, it feels like that you're sort of singing very, very close to my ear because it's very direct. So how was that done? Because they have to do some t technical skills or how can you produce something that is so, so close to, even if it's the, the CD in the car or whatever? Well, it was very important for me to be able to hear myself um, and not be distracted by a synth or a beat or a bass. So I wanted to keep my voice as central as possible so that you can really hear every word and every... Okay. <laughs> you can hear that on the record. Maybe not in the video, but you can definitely hear it. So um, are you someone um, who can sort of give it away at a certain moment and say, okay, now it's, it's done, it's finished. I'm, well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really struggle with that. It's just that until it's finished, I don't really want anyone in it. Not listening to it, not commenting on it, because that's not what it's about. But once it's finished, or once a song is finished, it should be strong enough to live by itself. And then I don't need to guard it anymore. Like a matter of time can just play here and I don't have to be scared about it anymore. Okay. So you're not like when other people like the record company or someone is listening to it the first time, you're really like excited because when you see it with uh, film directors, when they go and see their movie for the first time with the audience, they are just like, Oh God, they're totally nervous and everything. So it's not the same with you. Mm, well, the thing is, I didn't really have a choice with the unknown or with the silence kills either. I mean, I just, I can only do as much as I can 
and do it as well as I can. And then I can't do anything more than, I can't do any better. So I couldn't have made a better record, not because it's the best record to ever have been made, but it's the best that I could have done. So I don't have to doubt it. So once it's finished, I can show it to you and I'm not scared about it. And um, when I showed it to, to Beepage, to my label, I also wasn't scared about it because I didn't give them an option. I said, this is it. And they said, this is it. And we said, this is it. <laughs> and this is it. <laughs> okay. So, um, being in the studio is one thing. Because you said, for the very first time, you, 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 you tried yourself as being as a, a musician on stage. So how different is that? Okay, it's a totally different way of working in a studio. You have time and you're sort of with the two, three people together. Now then you're on stage. Do you like to play concerts? Is it another part of your sort of artistic approach? Mm. I think I do enjoy playing concerts, but um, maybe not in the most obvious way. Being, going outside and looking at the audience and connecting with the audience, that just freaks me out, as you might notice. <laughs> so, but what is it, what makes it so special Although you feel like this to go on stage, is it because the, the songs have another sort of they 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 get another life being played live? Well, first of all, they get alive. Okay. Because they don't get alive on record, they can't change, they can't move, they can't breathe, and on stage they can. I can sing differently, and a beat can be played differently. Mm -hmm. It can be off. It can be just twice as fast or. You can have a bridge, you can, they just develop into, sometimes, sometimes they stay the way they were born forever, but sometimes they really change. And, um, and that's really interesting to see. Or sometimes I play a song and then afterwards I'm like, no, I want to do something else with it. Um, and also I find that even though I do find it very peculiar to be standing on stage and performing for people, I think it's also very interesting because all these strangers get together, and even though we don't know each other, we somehow have something in common. Otherwise, why would we waste our time being here, you know? Mm. So it's, it's the interaction with the audience is important. Or maybe it's not interaction, but the sort of bringing an audience together with you is something which is a main aspect. Mm. Yes, I suppose. Even though I don't really see the audience until I relax on stage, which will hopefully happen soon. But um, when I'm playing, it happens. Sometimes I really need like 10 minutes or 20 minutes to just um, warm up. And then I can actually start looking around and seeing where I am. Or start looking at faces. And, um, and afterwards, I always, try to, I always try to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Because everyone knows my voice and hears my voice and sees my face, but I don't know anyone's voice here. So. But you will hear them 
pretty soon. <laughs> so first of all, thank you very much. Um, it's a very wonderful album. It's called The Unknown. It's out and very, very good. And I pretty much liked it to listen to, and I'm pretty sure that you will like it as well. But now it's your time. So if you have any questions, just um, raise your arm. Now is the time to ask Dylan. Here's someone in the front, this guy with the glasses. <laughs> um, hello, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you what the process is like when you're working on things like either a track or an album. Do you have a goal that you want to meet or do you just start? And when you just start and work on it, when you consider it done, like when you're creating an album, when you say that this album is done, basically, is there a certain deadline that you meet or what makes it done? Have you ever fallen in love with someone? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to think if you're in love? Or did you just know it? <laughs> See? <laughs> you just know it. It just feels right. But until then, um, at least for the unknown, um, the music, most of it came intuitively. It just... Um, Either I had an idea, or Tis had an idea, or Tama had an idea, and we would try to elaborate on that. But um, when it came to the lyrics, I don't really have a choice. Um, I wake up one day and I know what I'm going to write about, and I cannot write a different song until I have finished with that subject. But um, I try to, like you already said, wake up every morning at the same time um, and just start writing. And then I would, I would just know when it's finished. Um, I'd rather say too little than too more, uh, like too much, you know? So um, I think you always have a chance to elaborate on a song or write a second part to it, but you can't really take something away from a song once you've finished it. So I actually never struggle with knowing whether it's finished or not. Of course. Any other questions? I'm really looking forward to your performance at the Melt Festival this summer. And um, when you're preparing for for live performing, what do you what do you take into account or what do you prepare for? Is there do you always do just the same show or is there a difference between festival shows or very intimate shows? Um, how much preparation basically goes into making those shows? Well, really, they're just three options. It's one where I can do whatever I want to do, so really as long as I want to play, which is like my own concerts. And then festivals, often you have like a, a time limit, so I can't really play as long as I would play my own shows. And then, <coughs> sorry, there are shows that either happen in basements or caves. So you don't really have the equipment you would like to work with. Um, so I have to think about light and sound and, that's, and, and what songs I want to play, and that's it. But I try not to, I try to play every, every show the same, actually. I get one running order and then I stick to it. I don't really change anything. And how much, w when you're performing, how much are you 
reacting to the audience like does that get into your into the way you perform whether the audience is very excited or very exhausted um yeah mm, i can't really influence that sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't um there's always a breaking point where we or where I, I i suppose where i react to the audience but um i can't I don't know from the beginning what's going to happen at all. I don't. And also, it's not just the audience, it's also me. Did I sleep well the night before? Or did I not sleep at all? Or am I okay? Or am I really excited? Or am I exhausted? It's not just the audience. So there are different factors that, um, that affect it. But um, of course, at one point, I mean, it's just wonderful to have an audience that actually pays attention. I've played so, so many shows where, you know, people couldn't care less if I'm singing or not. So yeah, it does make a difference if if they're there to listen to you. Yeah. Any other question? Uh, the lady on the left side, there, the one, third row. Hello. Um, I would like to know, uh, you said that mm, writing this record was really painful for you, or like I understood that. Um, I would like to know how do you think is it going to evolve like the next time and, um, and what do you think you learned about your creativity through that process? I think what I learned is that even in the most desperate times, there's hope and um, hopefully it will evolve for the better and lighter and brighter also. Um, I hope that I'll be able to just combine what I was able to do with the silent skills and what I was able to do with the unknown into the future, that I'm able to um, get inspired by the outside as well as by the inside. Yeah. There's one question. This is probably the last question. Okay. Okay, hi. You're the last one. <laughs> okay. Um, you said you were like to be all over the place or uh, have your like work on everything. Um, my question is, do you, um, is it always you that has the vision, for example, for the music video or shows that you play? Or do you just go, show me something, and if I like it, then we do it? Or do you always delegate the idea and say, I want it this Not way? at all. I'm, I'm very open to, to creativity. Um, however, I'm also very picky. Um, but never do I have to be the one to instigate a thought at all. Um, for example, the, the artwork for the unknown, um, which Ziggy Egotson painted, I wanted him to do it, and we worked together on the silence kills, and um, I told him that I wanted to be a portrait, but that I don't want to be on the cover by myself. So he drew the sea, and that's it. Um, or even the music video, it wasn't my idea, but it could have been, it just wasn't. It doesn't have to be me at all. Okay. 
One last question. The guy in the front. Hi, I'm Chris. This is on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm nervous too. <laughs> And I really want to say that I, I love your shoes. Thank and you. My question <laughs> is, <laughs> my question is, uh, is there a plan B after a career of a musician? Or, um, I mean, you know, I know it can be hard to, to write songs all the time, but um, is there a plan B afterwards? You mean for the day that I can't write anymore? Yeah, probably. No. no? I'll just die. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you I for wish me. you pretty much awful, heavenly, wonderful success with the album. It's called The Unknown, it's out. Thank you very much, Dylan. Thank you.